Hello, world. Welcome back to another episode of RMB. Hi, everyone. We is back, you know, still in quarantine, still in that lockdown life. But this time we are joined with our good friend, India, again. She came back. She couldn't, she just couldn't have enough of us, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. So this time, uh, India came up with a topic that we thought was dope. And we're going to get into that later. But before we get started, let's start where we always start. How was y'all's week? What y'all do? What y'all watching on TV? How's quarantine? <laughs> you know, still, I have two more episodes of Ozark. Those are getting finished today. And then after that, I'm not doing shit. I'm I done with down. It. I started watching it, and I'm like, the first season, I'm like, uh, it's not like one of those things that, like, grab me in immediately, you know? I'm like watching That's what it. some people say. Yeah, I'm like watching it, and I'm like, oh, I guess it's like, okay. But it's not one of those things where I'm like, oh, I, I, I want to binge it. It picks up in the second season, but I liked it from the beginning. But I've heard a lot of people say that the first season is slow. So yeah. just push through. You're almost there. What about I, you, India? I can't do the shows that, like, you have to commit to seven episodes before it finally oh, It's, like, boring too. date after boring date after boring date. Like, I'm not going to give this guy eight dates. I like, didn't, I didn't feel dates, like that. Yeah. I felt like it was fine. I, I didn't. I wasn't bored in the first season. I am currently watching Little Fires Everywhere. It's with uh, Carrie Washington and Reese Witherspoon. It's on Hulu. Have you oh, heard of it? Okay. What no. It it's kind of a little bit about everything, honestly. It's yeah. like a lady with this hidden past or unknown past, I should say, moves into a new town where Reese Witherspoon lives. And Reese Witherspoon um, is kind of taken by her from this place of subtle racism and pity meets I'm trying to be a good person and this is an opportunity to show that I am so it's, oh, it's yeah it's it's complicated it's got layers it's got layers on oh it. it's good that's interesting yeah it's really well good. so we're um currently recording um everyone's at home so I'm by myself Robert's by herself India's by herself and we're on zoom and guys it was the fucking struggle <laughs> to get <laughs> the struggle. All <of> this <laughs> to work so um yeah it's it's nice to see you guys india when the hell did you get braces oh did you always have braces no um i don't think i had braces the last time that you saw me so i have had them now since maybe december i think Mm. and so i got braces because i had three canines that stick out right and Mm. after just a month like the whole top row now mind you it's time for me to get my rubber bands changed so don't judge me because <laughs> I eat a lot crusty. of spicy food but <laughs> it's completely straight already that's crazy right I had braces my teeth uh, could use it again though but whatever <laughs> I can't believe we put mm-hmm. our children through this oh my god it hurts. Yeah, it hurts. we put terrorists on an island and made them repeatedly go through braces over and over it would be <laughs> the best form of torture because it hurts yeah. so bad Everything from behind your nose to behind your ears, it just hurts. Everything. Yeah. Hurts. But it's pretty- and for the first the first few days, it's like I wanted to like die. Yeah. And I don't think I even took anything for it, like Tylenol or anything for some reason. Because I was like a kid, I didn't know better. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just I had to like miss school because I was in so much pain. Girl, I took a uh, perfect every night and fell asleep on my boyfriend at like six thirty every night. <laughs> I was like, what I'm not about to do is this kind of pain. I yeah. think I would rather have cramps than oh, yeah. pain from braces. Because yeah, you, can't, you can't eat comfortably. Oh, you know? and that's the worst part. Because some of the things that give you comfort is food. 
And so when you're uncomfortable or you're unhappy or you're in pain, the first thing you want to do is eat. But to bite into a burger felt like my teeth were being ripped out. And then yeah. it, it kind of feels like your teeth are going to fall out, even though they're not. It feels like they're going to mm-hmm. fall out. So yeah. it's a struggle, but I'm going to be cute, though. So I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll how work out. It, how is it being a essential worker? You know, me and me and Brittany ain't got no jobs and used to working. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, for those who don't know, I'm a community manager. So it is. I'm happy because a sense of routine right now seems to be the thing that is keeping people sane or making them go insane. So I'm happy that I have a sense of routine. I will tell you, and this is speaking candidly, nobody knows where I work, so you can't come for me anyway. You start to realize in times of extreme panic how stupid people are. (laughs) Mm-hmm. I already knew, girl. Well, <laughs> you kind of get reminded when you least want to be reminded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you're like, oh my gosh, pandemic, this virus is contagious. And then I have my, my residents calling, being like, when is this going to be over? And I'm like, do you, do you think if I knew, I'd just be a property manager? No, I, if I knew <laughs> that, I'd be working somewhere really high up where you wouldn't even know my name. I'd be so behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but you get to see how dumb people are. And I think that fuels the frustration. So, like, it sucks because, oh, my God, this very stressful thing is happening. And then you go to work and you try to, like, keep everything normal. You try to make yourself forget that it's going on. And it's the only topic of conversation. On top of that, people are being incredibly mm-hmm. stupid about it. So then you're frustrated and you go to bed and it starts all over the next day. Yeah. That's why I just started ignoring it. Like at at first I was watching the news every day, like several times a day. And after we've gathered all the information that I feel like we need to know that, you know, it's contracted through droplet. This is going to be going on for a while. This is what you need to do to protect yourself. I just stopped watching because like all the political bullshit that is involved in it now, I don't care about like the fact that the country is opening. I'm not going to get upset about it because I'm just going to waste my time and my breath and my energy being upset because these Republicans are going to do whatever they want always. So I, I don't even like pay attention anymore. Yeah. Like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I heard that Georgia's opening uh, by the end of this month. Like, I think this Friday. Immediately. Yeah. They're opening like the whole the- country. I mean the whole country, the whole state. Uh-huh. Yeah. Restaurants, bars, everything. Yeah. Bitch, of oh, course, Georgia. Yeah. It has to be the South, you know? We always, it's always <laughs> gotta be the South. Girl, India, the beaches are open. What do you have to say about I'm that? I'm Georgia. On. Yeah, you know, the South is, is you know, we're always you it's, know, listen, not progressing. It'll either work or it won't. And I'm on the same page as you, Brittany. I'm not about to lose no more sleep over mm-hmm. it. Um, the government is probably already about to kill me for how many people I told my conspiracy theory to. So I'm just not even. <laughs> Please tell me it's not the 5G. No, 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 no. Robert, okay. tell, me, tell me if I'm lying. Woo. You were the second person I was on the phone with telling my conspiracy theory. And what happened? Your government agent hung the phone up on us. <laughs> so, <laughs> he was like, oh, too much info. Oh, too much tea. The phone, Loki, Loki, Loki did turn off. I'm like, um, Really? Yeah. 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 So I dang sure can't tell you on this podcast because the government going to be outside my house with sniper rifles. And I just bought a house and I ain't trying to die yet. So <laughs> we're going to have like, we're going to have like two plays. Right. You know, right. no one's listening. It's, it's not showing right. up anywhere. <laughs> All of a sudden, yeah, heart attack. Perfectly healthy woman. Heart attack. Mm, no, thank you. <laughs> Well, I'll be listening to whatever that conspiracy theory is after. A pigeon message. I'm gonna send it via bird, and I'm gonna let the bird bring it to your house, and then you can read it, and then you could write back. I'm like Hedwig. Hedwig. 
All right, so India, would you like to uh, introduce our topic of discussion? Sure. I'm, I'm <laughs> Put her on the spot. I would love to tell everybody that we're talking about pornography today. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Pros, cons, if you watch it, if you don't watch it, what's too much, what does too much do to you, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, we could start off by just giving our opinions on porn in general. Um, just to, you know, give kind of a standpoint of where each of us stand with it. Um, me personally, I think that most of the population watches porn. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Um, I think there is a dark side of it, of course, when you get into uh, inappropriate pornography, such as like, you know, minors in pornography, um, racial pornography, you know, like, oh, um, I'm not going to say the N-word or anything like that, but you know how they'll be, like, calling each other, like, slaves and shit like that? Like, the weird part yeah. of it, yeah. you know? Um, so it kind of feeds into, like, everyone's, like, sick um, th- sick thoughts sometimes if it gets to that point. Um, but I told Robert, I was like, you can learn a lot about a person by the porn they watch. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything wrong with it because, I mean, you have – everyone has needs, and sometimes – you don't have anything like you know in front of you to fulfill that need, so you know it is what it is. So what, what do about you? you so what do you, what do you use it for, though? Like what you mean? You really want me to say that? Because <laughs> we're talking I mean, about ourselves 100, right now. Yeah, years. exactly. Like porn puts you in the mood, right? For me, like porn is a very like I I use it for the one thing and the one thing only. That's not I'm yeah. not like because I know somebody who like watches porn you know like that just watches it and it's like for fun yeah for fun like 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 how they just watch it like it's like the, the same thing that they're watching tv like it's like yeah, yeah i could never i can never do that as like when i'm watching porn it's for one thing and one thing only but i mean i totally agree with you in terms of like it's something that everybody does and it's not anything to be like ashamed of but the dark sides of it is like when it starts putting on certain expectations of like what people should be doing in the bedroom or like it starts putting expectations on race with like black guys have to have big dicks. And if they don't, then, you know, <laughs> are you even black? Like, you know, like, it's... what are you trying to tell us, Robert? <laughs> oh my God, here we go. <laughs> it's just that like, like, I think that porn should be used for like the one reason, like to get your release, to get your stimulus or whatever. And then it should be cut off there. Cause once you, mm-hmm. once you like start applying it to like real world, that's when you have a problem because it's not real. There's nothing about it. That's real. I mean, okay, see, okay, we can get into it later, but I I disagree with that a little bit. I have a totally different thought process on porn, for the record. Your girl don't watch it. I have not watched porn in, I don't know, over a year? Maybe right around a year? That's not that long, India. (laughs) So here's the thing. Not only do I not watch it anymore, I don't have the desire to. because. So let's talk about it from, like, it should only be watched for one reason and one reason only. I can't speak for anybody else. I can just speak from my personal experience so i think whenever you're taking a moment to pleasure yourself that moment should entirely be about you i'm with you robert that you should get your release whatever whatever but why can't we get in a mindset to where our own bodies turn us on why do we need to look at what somebody else is doing to get us turned on enough to please ourselves? and so i think that porn can become a safety blanket uh, 
like destructive. It, well, it can become a safety blanket in the sense of you don't have to come to grips or terms with your own insecurities and then get over those insecurities to then be able to appreciate them because you're utilizing this distraction that will get you hot and heavy either way. So since I've given up porn, it doesn't mean that I don't take care of myself. Um, well, like when my boyfriend's busy or he's away or if he's on a trip or whatever, I'm just able to look at myself and all of a sudden, like, I'm enough to feel how I need to feel. And that's mm-hmm. a, for, as a woman, that's a beautiful feeling to be able to be like, I am yeah. that chick, like, in the room by myself, which then permeates into my sexual relationship with my boyfriend because then because I'm so turned on by myself I expect that he's also turned on by me which I think helps in our relationship because certain insecurities about other women and all that stuff just don't become a thing anymore because I see myself as a sex object well it's because like you know confidence is attractive obviously and you being able to do that without the stimulation of porn you know means that you think you're sexy like aside from like just needing to please yourself. So was giving up porn a conscious decision or it did was it a just conscious happen? decision? Because so it stemmed from I didn't like go into this being, you know, thinking, Oh my God, so many great things are gonna come out of it. But I did realize mm-hmm. that pornography created an unrealistic expectation of what should happen in the bedroom. And not from the standpoint of like what your partner is equipped with, what they're doing, but just because like think about it, you'll start I personally have never watched a porno longer than like maybe six minutes five or six minutes right so Mm -hmm. I'm not the person who can sit there and look at an hour-long plot of the plumber coming over like that's (laughs) oh my god I hate that which means after your video finishes another video pops up whatever the hell Pornhub decides to recommend and then all of a sudden like because you're already kind of in the groove of things then this midget porn pops up and you're kind of just doing whatever you're doing (laughs) It's some weird midget porn, and if it takes longer than that, then all of a sudden there's a guy, like, taking it in the butt from a unicorn horn, and because you've already started, that's just what's happening, and now you're conditioning your mind to see those things sexually, and then you go to have sex with your boyfriend and, or your girlfriend, and there's no midget in the room, and you're looking around for the unicorn horn, and it's not there, so, like, now what you have taught your mind to view as, like, perfect sexual environment can never really be recreated because none of that shit should be in your house unless you're actually a midget which i have nothing against and i'm sorry if midget is an offensive word small person <laughs> so, but you get what i mean like none of those things yeah. should happen in your room unless some sort of like contract has been signed that you're okay with sharp objects going in yes you know what i mean <laughs> well yeah so i feel like it just all depends on what you're watching because for me personally, yeah, I'm not going to watch like freaking an hour porno mm-hmm. or anything like that. But you can obviously select the ones that you want to watch. And for me, I, I haven't run across. I know they exist, but I haven't run across the unicorn <laughs> pornography and stuff like that. No, I Do you know it. what I mean? And and I feel like, okay, that can obviously create an unex- uh, um Sorry, I'm like realistic expectation of what should happen in the bedroom. But there are realistic things that they do in porn sometimes. It depends on what type of porn you're watching. Because when you do that, when you watch those like professional ones where it's like HD and they're doing all like she has like this big sausage going into her, like something that, you know, in real life would hurt. Okay, that's unrealistic. And you're not going to act like that when that happens. 
But when you watch like amateur porn, I feel like it's more realistic and stuff like that does happen in the bedroom. And you can actually use that as inspiration for something to spice up what's happening in the bedroom. You know, not that it needs to get to the point where you have a unicorn of grass or anything like that, but like maybe like a different position or something like that. You know, it just so it all just depends on what kind of porn you're watching. And you have to obviously go into it expecting that like this is fake. This is, like, they may be having sex, yes, but this didn't happen just, like, randomly. You know, they're planning for what's happening. Well, so that's the thing, too. Like, when it comes to you having a moment, whether it be by yourself or with your partner, like, why take any thought processes or anything from something that's fake when you want this ultimately real experience? And so I I do get where you're coming from when you say that you can learn a new position from that or you can learn, you know, whatever the hell from the video that you're watching. I think that being able to bring it up to your partner that you want to try something new if you've been looking at porn might kind of stunt how you bring it up like you don't want to just turn on a porno in front of somebody and be like I want to do that and you don't want to say well I saw this guy once in a pornography because if you're dating another dude like a dude does not want to hear what another dude did that you thought was cool you don't want to hear that so in in my opinion again to each their own and not watching pornography I'm able to if I get curious when you're watching porn if you get curious you can like google it and you can watch it and then like your need is satisfied because you saw it on whatever it was that you wanted to see or wanted to do. You saw it and you got some sort of sexual pleasure from it. So like checkbox. Whereas when you're not watching porn and there's something new you want to try to get that satisfaction, you have to actually go to your partner and be like, Hey, I want to do this thing. And then you try it and you either like it or you don't. And now there's this new understanding between you and your partner. I don't know. I just think porno kind of puts up some barriers. What do you think, Robert? I just think that like, I was just thinking on, I was still stuck on what you said in the first time when you were like, you know, I don't watch it anymore because I can get that stimulation for myself or whatever. But I guess from like a guy's standpoint, that's like not. You said who? You know, like, well, I mean, if you are doing that as <laughs> as a guy, you're just like it, it's a it's a very thin line between being like confident and then being self absorbed, like cu- kissing your muscles <laughs> and being like, oh my god, I'm so I'm so high, you know, like I, that. It just sounds that sounds. That sounds super unrealistic or something that I would do, you know, because when I think about when I'm thinking of like sex in general, maybe it's because I'm more of like a pleasure person. Like I like to pleasure the person that I'm like with. So it's not really more about me as it is about like the act in general, you know. So I when I when I when I think of it, I don't go straight to like, oh, I'm so hot, so I can turn myself on because I'm so like, you know, like that's not where my mindset is. And maybe it's just we have different mindsets in terms of what we think is like you know, sexually, visually attractive. But yeah, as a, as, as a, I think I'm speaking for most guys when I say that, like, you, you get that stimulus from somebody else. And I get that with like, with like women is definitely a lot more of like a, a mind thing, your own mindset. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. It, it, I think it also is good to understand the difference between you having yourself time, like yourself pleasure time versus your having sex with another person. I think it's important to have that as two different categories in your mind, as opposed to it's all sex. Cause it's kind of not all sex sexual activities, but it's not all sex. And so I'm not a guy. So you might be onto something with the guy stuff, but as a woman, I think sometimes like some, you know, some women are afraid to even look at their own vagina. Like they don't look at it. Like, they won't even look. Mm-hmm. It's like, girl, it's your mm-hmm. vagina. But again, 
If you're watching porn, <laughs> yeah. you're focusing on what somebody else is doing. And I think that in the dark recesses of your mind, it's very important to pay attention to what you feed your subconscious because what you feed your subconscious is what your body reacts to, not what's in the front of your mind. It's what's in the back of your mind that makes your body react and your attitude react in whatever way. So it's important to pay attention to what you're feeding that. So if you are afraid to look at your own hoo-ha, but you're willing to look at somebody else's mm-hmm. on the screen, you start to tell yourself mm-hmm. that maybe that's what yours should look like, or you like hers better than you like the look of yours. And so it further builds up these insecurities about your own, it could, I should say, further build up insecurities about your body because you're willing to look at stuff on somebody else that you kind of keep in the dark about yourself you know yeah yeah well okay so and so for what Robert is saying I feel the same way where it's like I'm not looking at my body and being like oh I'm super hot like I'm gonna go get off because I just looked at myself but I understand where it's coming from at the same time where but I feel like what porn does for me like I don't need porn to get off but what porn does is speed the process up do you know what I'm saying like it, it probably would take me a lot longer if I wasn't watching porn Cause then I had to like get myself in the mood, all of this shit, just for me personally. Um, and then in terms of, you know, a girl seeing another girl in a porno and then having like, being like, oh, well, why doesn't my body look like that? You know, um, I feel like that's why you have to like go into it. Kind of just acknowledging that like people are bleaching <laughs> their buttholes. So like your butthole probably isn't the same color as the rest of your body everyone's vagina looks different everyone's boobs look different and that's literally just the way it is and it is their job to look that way because you don't like not that you don't want to look at something um that's like whatever colored a different color than the rest of your body or whatever but um it, it just looks more appealing in the way that and so done. I guess that you becomes I mean? my thought like we subconsciously believe that our genitalia looks more appealing the way that they've done it, which is not true because so like that thought process is Mm -hmm. in your mind. But if I were a guy who's attracted to you, it looks good just on you, all that other stuff is needed, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's great for somebody outside of you to see your genitalia that way, but it's true growth, progress and confidence when you also see it that way. So it's not like I'm looking at, my muscles mm-hmm. and I'm like yeah girl you skipped out on those burgers you're looking slim thick it's not like that it's being able <laughs> it's being <laughs> able to look at my genitalia for what it is and recognize that she's beautiful she's perfect she's amazing she is a source of pleasure she's she can be a source of life if she wants to be she's all these things and she is enough period and so that mm-hmm. that's kind of how it was but I didn't think that way yeah prior to giving up porn because it served a purpose for me its purpose was to turn me on so here's the hard part right if porn's purpose is to turn you on it's a thing that is not going to be present when you're having sex unless you and you do like to you know cut on a movie while you're doing whatever you're doing you need to be able to get in that mood because for women sex is very mental you need to be able to get there off of your own mind because that truly is what's going to barring the fact that the dude that you're with has like a micro penis or is just terrible in bed guys are for the most part going to come with what they come with they have a penis what changes the interaction is how you feel about the interaction and so if you are able to have control over your mind in a way to where you can be just in the moment I'm just going to be blind and make my sex life even better 
Yeah, I mean that makes a lot. Yeah, that makes a lot no, of sense. That's true. Just, I know it's. I know for guys, once again speaking from a guy perspective, porn becomes dangerous when like you're starting to use that and starting to value that over having actual mm-hmm. inter- interactions with females because it's that's like mm-hmm. you have that right. you have that urge and that that urge is what's supposed to make you want to go and speak to women. It's supposed to make you want to go and find your you know significant other and because you have something else that can give you that satisfaction, that pleasure without actually having that physical interaction with somebody, you can end up, you know, really messed up and being like, okay, well, I value this over yeah. over that. And then you're alone so, and then you're married to your right <laughs> hand. It's like, come on. Yeah. Like, you know, like, so, that's not how it's supposed to be. Do you feel like from a guy's perspective, relying on porn and getting that pleasure from porn, like how you said, and kind of like not seeking a partner because of it makes you devalue women? a little bit um i don't think it makes you devalue them i just think that like it makes like it allows you to take the sexual aspect away from them you know in terms of like yeah you can see that somebody's pretty you can see that somebody's attractive but because you are already getting your mindset is already somewhere else as to where you get your pleasure from you don't see that person as being able to, I get to what give you mean. You it, it kind of creates an environment yeah. of seclusion. When you are pleased, you are by yourself. Versus when you're in the company of yeah, a woman, exactly. it, maybe it kind of makes you. I would think it builds up insecurities in the bedroom then, because like you know what to do to yourself, but maybe you don't know what to do to her. Or worse, you end up bringing the mm-hmm. moves from the porno. And let's be honest, am. y'all, the stuff they're doing these pornos are not things you want done to For the most part, they're not things you want done to you. You don't want him climbing on top of you and acting like you're the horse and he's the... You don't want all that craziness. You don't. <laughs> India, you... You got to get into I, that I've seen it all. life, man. She's watching that professional. No, black, I've seen it all. And <laughs> as a woman, now that I have spent this time getting away from watching porn, I'm so in tune with my body and I know what actually pleases her and what doesn't. And in me knowing that, my boyfriend knows that because I'm able to lend that information. So this, even when you're watching amateur porn, as a woman, you can watch it. And although it looks great to a man, you're like, oh, she's faking it. She's faking it. He's way past her G spot. That's not where it oh, is. Yeah. That angle would hurt. You know, you can tell from watching it. And so it starts to just, it, it just don't, it don't do it for your girl. And I think it's important yeah. to spend yeah. time, whether you're in a relationship or you're not, it's, in, it's important to spend time building a healthy relationship with your sexual self and you're not in the porno so are you really building a healthy relationship with your sexual self if you're creating an environment where you're the thing that doesn't matter you know what I mean yeah oh man Mm-hmm. I feel like when I think about it okay so how we use porn in order to pleasure ourselves and then obviously you know how to please yourself better than anyone else maybe because you get into the routine of pleasing yourself while you're by yourself it becomes hard to bring another person into the bedroom and be honest about what makes you what makes you horny do you know what I mean because you've always just said it in your head and just done it to yourself 
it's hard for to me it would be hard to communicate that to another person because this was such like a personal like experience where I was by myself and now all of a sudden I have to explain myself to someone else and then get them to do it and if they're doing it wrong it's like oh stop but then you're not in the mood anymore because you know that was kind of awkward so I think that that. again that's where it all becomes like we need to make it a point to have we go through these like yes queen journeys where like oh I'm gonna love myself and I'm gonna experience and practice self-care because I want to be able to love on me I think it's also healthy to have that same kind of journey with your sexual self because as you go through those different stages of finding Mm -hmm. yourself just as a woman not speaking sexually as you go through those stages or as a person sorry Robert keep forgetting we have a guy on the line here (laughs) um as you go through the journey of learning who you are and appreciating yourself for who you are, how much easier are those conversations where you get into an argument with your friend and you go, listen, I'm the kind of person where, because you know yourself, so you're able to speak from, listen, here's something I know about me. And you're able to convey that information. It happens the same way when you go on a healthy sexual journey with yourself, because then you're able to have a conversation with your partner about, here's what I know about me. And it's important if this person's going to be the person who's sleeping with you, it's important that they know what makes you tick and what doesn't because otherwise your sex life is going to be in the trash but who better to give them that information than you yeah especially when you're if you're planning on being with them for whatever an extended period of time or the rest of your life whatever eventually we'll get some blame <laughs> on this hand but um <laughs> I, that's I think where I'm that's what I'm <laughs> trying to get at when I say like watching porn can be a little bit if done too early in your sexual journey or your your um, journey of, of loving who you are as a sexual being if watching porn too early it could be detrimental because you are now creating an environment where like you don't matter they're doing whatever they're doing on the screen they're getting it in however weird or however great they're getting it in but you know what they're not doing checking for Brittany while they're doing it so that means unfortunately in that moment mm-hmm. you're excuse my French and I'm a motherfucking factor and this is just sexual experience like you should be all the factors so I don't know I think it could be too detrimental now once you know yeah. yourself and you know what you're into and you want to engage in watching pornography you go for it because it's not going to undo your progression yeah. but when it becomes like whenever I want to get off I pop on this video like ah well if they delete that video if your internet goes down like how are you going to get it up and popping you should be able to do it yourself yeah I think yeah that was an important point to make that it depends on what point in your sexual journey you're at because if you're a teenager and you've never actually seen a vagina or a penis in real life and you've never experienced anything sexually and then you pop on porn and obviously you know how kids are they look up how to make out you know so they're gonna watch porn and be like this is obviously what you're supposed to do and then yeah then I think you can get trapped in that cycle of trying to emulate what you see online and it's just not realistic for you or your partner um and then um yeah it is a good point to make also that you gotta be able to pleasure yourself with or without porn so for me it can be with or without it it may take a little bit longer without it but it's still it's not like it's impossible i think when it takes less time when you're like porn time versus your non-porn time gets you to your release within the same amount of time that's a healthy milestone in your sexual journey because it means that everything Mm -hmm. that you need is there which also I would think helps your discernment Mm -hmm. too because like if you know what you need sexually and you know how to create the environment it's real easy to tell when you go to have sex with somebody else if they throw on the environment off because like Mm -hmm. you're not you're not setting it up right yeah I have a question for you Robert because I find 
I find porn to be very, very, like, trendy. Almost like these challenges. The Savage Challenge, to this challenge, to that challenge. I'm not on social media, so I don't know all the names of the challenges. Savage was the only one I could think of. But people, <laughs> monkey see, monkey do. You see somebody do something, and they look cool, or they get a lot of likes. And, you know, you can, like, comment on these porn forums, or is forum the right word? Chat. You know, like, you watch a video, and people uh... can comment below. Kind of like YouTube exactly oh, so like somebody's doing section. something <laughs> and it looks cool i would assume as a guy like and robert you're a guy so you tell me oh well what he did seemed to really make her go wild then you bring that into the bedroom and chances are she got paid an extra 25 dollars to scream like that because that shit didn't look like it actually felt good yeah oh my gosh i hate when you're watching porn and obviously as a woman you kind of know mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. too much vocally and these girls are screaming and it's just it's it's just like I literally have to mute it because I'm like this doesn't sound good or pleasurable or realistic and you're doing too much because sometimes I feel like it feels better (laughs) when you just shut up when you like can just like sit there and enjoy it and relax you know what I mean versus like sounding like some people just for some reason it's 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 become a, a norm or a desirable thing to have a chick holler and scream like a hyena and that, that might be something damage wise that it like mm-hmm. does to the guys is it yeah is it mine, harder? mine cut off for a oh second. absolutely so i feel like a lot of guys i was asking you if because i see porn very trendy like yeah. these challenges you know a, a guy does something in a pornography and it makes him look cool or they comment about it and he seems cool does that make guys more inclined to bring that particular move into the bedroom well i just think that like in general as as a as a guy when you're talking about like sex in general it's just guys are guys are guys and girls know how it, how to get to that guy where he needs to go you know like it's not there's not too much no i i disagree to mm-hmm. me it's not there's not too much like they already that you have to do to, to like get somebody there but for a girl i feel like there is there's the mindset there's this there's that there's this so i think that what well that's i know yeah, because i know people don't guys like who like things. different things obviously like i understand i'm just saying that like is in in general it's just easier for a guy than it is for a girl oh well yeah yeah Most- most times yeah I know some people some girls who like can get off like super super easy um but I understand what you mean like it's like the one motion for a guy to get off but there are variances within that that guys like like some guys like their balls play with some guys want you to like do something else with another part of your body while they're doing it or like fucking touch the ball you know there's like yeah (laughs) to answer to answer your question yeah which help out that like take us directly into the bedroom i think that- no i'm asking like you as a normal guy is that something that you're more apt to try because he did it and you felt a way about it like you felt it looked cool or you thought wow that really are you more inclined so. to like it would look good like it feel good it would have to be like in the in the moment it's not something that i would like premeditate you know okay. i wouldn't like i wouldn't like watch it and be like oh wait you remember that that one move from that movie let me go ahead and you know <laughs> bust this out real quick see what happens like you know like that's not how how i would i would think about it but i mean do i think other, yeah. other people do do that yes because you know at the same time people are using it as like a as an overall educational mm-hmm. tool you know because like if you're not 
super experienced. You haven't had a whole bunch of experiences and you don't really, it's not like people are just walking around talking about it. Where else are you going to go to get the information, you know, which mm-hmm. is what I think is, it really is important for the person that you're like with to like know what it is that like they like, because as a, as a guy, like I said, in general, it's a lot easier, but as a, as a girl, you can like start like doing something and you know, you think that one person enjoyed this or you were with somebody and they enjoy this. And then you, you, you like start doing it, you know, you slap her upside the head and she's like, what the hell? Who, who said <laughs> this is what I want? You know, and it's just like everybody has <laughs> different preferences. Everybody has different like likes. And, and you, I think it's just very important to be like vocal about it. And people okay. don't like to do that at all. But again, is it that they're not willing to have certain sexual mm-hmm. conversations? Because And I, I've had somebody say this to me before, right? They tried something and I was like, oh, hell no. Because again, you know, Mama Dunn went on a long journey of finding herself sexually. The porn aspect of it, giving it away or giving it away, giving it up. It's more recent, but there was a sexual journey behind it. And I've had guys try stuff and I look around at them like, oh, uh-uh, because I don't like that. Granted, I'm older. I'm not like, you know, 18 and I feel forced to try to do things. And I've looked at them like, uh-uh, what the hell are you doing? They're like, oh, well, so-and-so did it in a porno. I've seen so-and-so do this before. Like, it's not that serious. Chill out. Yeah. And maybe that person oh, just felt really? comfortable being able to say it out loud. But I would have to believe that some of the stuff that people try, if you're appalled by it or if you're like, oh, I'm not into that, their thought becomes, oh, well, I've seen it before. You know, anytime that you've seen something before or somebody has told you something before, it becomes far more normalized than if you've never seen it or heard it before. And so some of these moves that are like, uncomfortable for a woman because let's be honest porn is not created for women you have to specifically look for that within a porn website to get something that is specifically geared towards women because for the most part it is for men and no disrespect to my guys out there but unless you sit down and have a conversation with a woman you're not gonna learn how to please women sexually because the videos that you're given are not proper representations of a tutorial yeah, and it just sucks because I know why guys do it. Like I said, because there's mm-hmm. not enough of like education and information out there for us. But at the same time, like having that conversation also isn't sexy, you know? That, like, like it can oh, be. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. It can be, but to because for a guy, you have to admit your your incapability in order to have that conversation. Okay. Right, I'm thinking the same thing as you, Britt. It's Whoa, not, it's I not think okay, incapable. Yeah. But again, when you have distraction okay let's talk about it like this Robert let's say you're in a relationship with a girl and she did or said something that you didn't like and you guys are sitting down to talk about it right correct me if I'm wrong it would be a lot easier for most people to have a conversation with their significant other who did something they didn't like if they have a fidget spinner in their hand because they've got something else to kind of put their attention on while this awkward conversation is happening. It forces you to not have to make as much eye contact because you've got something in your hands and how engaged you are is a direct correlation to how much you've retained from that conversation. You get where I'm going? Mm -hmm. I think that pornography works the same way as that fidget spinner in your hand. It gives you some sort of a distraction that kind of, inhibits the communication from reaching all the depths of you that it could have reached if you would have sat there without the fidget spinner and had a conversation where you made meaningful eye contact and listened with all of you. You get where I'm going? Yeah. No, and, and I, I totally get it. I totally understand that. And I, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I'm the one who, the, who appreciates having those types of conversations. Because like I said, like the longer you wait to like do that, the you're just, you're just, you're winging it for what? You don't have to, you know, like you can, you can have the information that you need to make it successful and make everybody happy in, it, happy in this situation. I'm just saying, I know a lot of guys who don't feel the need 
to ask that because they they like they already feel like I already know everything. Because of the porn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. So first of all, that's fucked up because. As you said, Robert, yeah. it's not easy to have a girl come, yeah. right? Not, it's not like a guy where there's like one motion and then they come. So for a girl, for a man to assume that they know everything or that they have had enough experience to like be with any girl and be able to please them is fucked up because I guarantee you that every single person that you're with is going to have something different that they like and it's probably not going to mirror anything that you've seen before and I think that a lot of men don't want to have the conversation That's with women because That's it's vulnerability not. you have yeah. to be you have to put yourself in a vulnerable yeah a vulnerable position to have those conversations and maybe I don't I don't know obviously what everyone thinks but I don't know if that comes from a guy's place of being like, yeah, what you said, like, I oh, I can't just, do that. I think it's just a, a maturity or I don't want to be like, able to know? tell you what I I don't I get like. why it's considered, <clears throat> why, why it's, why vulnerability comes into play when it comes into having an open, honest conversation with somebody who you want to date for a long time and be with for a long time about how they want to sexually be pleased because think about it like for every time you had a math test and you didn't have the answers there was no vulnerability behind looking over so-and-so shoulders to be like hey what's the answer number nine like we all love being given life clues help me help me do better you know help me succeed in this particular area Mm -hmm. and so I think again it's gonna keep on coming back to this y'all that when you have created an environment to give yourself distractions to not have to come to grips with whatever your own insecurities are, not work past those insecurities so that they're no longer insecurities. They're things that you now appreciate about yourself. Anything that you do is going to drive home those insecurities until you conquer them. And so if you're living in a world where you are not sexually engaged within yourself, so there's things about your body, especially as a woman, we just talked about, you don't like to look at, you know, most women don't like to look at their own vagina. And then you go to have a conversation with somebody about what they like, you're going to take everything mm-hmm. that they say as a slight against your insecurities. When they're like, oh, you know, I like it from this angle. You're going to be like, it's my long vagina lips. They always in the way. Like, he never said that. He never said that. He just said what he liked. <laughs> but because you're not through in your journey of accepting your insecurities, owning them, loving them you can't have a conversation where you don't feel like you're being dug at. And maybe that's where the vulnerability comes from. So how good of a sexual partner can you be when you're not even your own best sexual partner? Cause you're over here watching whatever the hell unicorn boy is doing. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. At the, at the same time, there's this chick named Megan yeah. ranks. I listen to podcasts. Obviously we have a podcast. So I listen to a lot of podcasts to, you know, see how we can better format and all that doesn't matter. There's a chick named Megan rings who has a podcast. And so she was just saying how like, Personally, she doesn't want to be with anyone who um, doesn't already have the tools. She's like, you know, it's not something, not something that I want to explain. It's not something that I want to have a, have a conversation about, you know? So it's like, we, like, yeah, you guys are saying one thing, but other people do feel another way, you so, know? Right. Well, obviously, everyone's different, Robert. You know what I mean? Like, I, I I, understand what she's saying is that, okay, I don't want someone who is sexually inexperienced to where they right. don't know anything at all. And I have to right. teach them, like, this is class, how to do this. But at the same time, I think that because everyone Absolutely. is an individual, not everyone's going to like the same thing, you know? Something something that maybe Absolutely. most Absolutely. And no disrespect like, to the men, there will girl, be one girl. But who how like do it. you expect 
to be loved on a deep level when you're not even willing to explain who you are to the person who's supposed to love you. Because let's be honest, no matter how long you've been in a relationship with somebody, without properly explaining certain things about yourself, they're in a relationship with what they assume to be you until something else comes along and intercepts that thought, right? Mm -hmm. So how deep does she expect to be loved if she's not willing and I don't know the context of, of how she said this. I don't know if she was like, I don't want to use no words. Just please me, daddy. Ow. I don't know. I don't know how she said it. But how does she expect to be completely <laughs> and totally fulfilled if she doesn't explain at least to some degree something about herself? Because let's be honest, without a how-to manual, without a study guide, none of us are going to make 100% on a test. We have to be given the preliminary groundwork to understand how these problems are supposed to be worked out. What numbers equal what letters? What does this mean in the grand scheme of this type of an equation? Like, you're going to need some sort of groundwork, no matter how big your dick is, no matter how long or hairy or short your balls are, no matter how great or bad your tongue work is. Like, again, not every girl likes the same thing. So I worry for her sexual life if she's not willing to have any conversations at all about what she wants to do and these conversations don't have to be long and drawn out you don't have to be like we have to talk because nobody wants to hear that nobody wants to hear we have to talk you know? I was just but you about guys to could say just be that sitting up on the couch <laughs> cuddled and if there's something you've ever wanted to try be vocal about saying you want to try that thing you know if your dude got a long beard and every time he's eating you out he's chafing your thighs say it so that you're not over here just putting the foreign on your chest booty cheeks like you have to be willing <laughs> to say certain things so that you get everything you want from it because anybody who loves you and is having now again these are not for one night stands because that's just the wham bam thank you ma'am they're in to get theirs you're in to get yours but anybody who wants to love you and love you in the long term wants to do it successfully. They want to love you the way that you want to be loved. They want to please you the way that you want to be pleased. And if you ain't going to tell them what you're just going to leave this person that you love out in the dark fumbling around. Mm -mm. Yeah, that's what I was, right. was going to say the same thing. Like it doesn't have to be a long John conversation. It could very well just be that while the act is happening and something happens, mm -hmm. you just mention, Hey, I don't like that. Or, Hey, can you do this? And, they can learn that way. It doesn't need to be a sit down conversation outside of the bedroom. If you're not comfortable with that, then you don't have to take it there. But yeah, while the act is happening, they they're, they're going to ask questions. <laughs> yeah. First, I mean, usually they'll ask you questions. They should. Um, and then you can obviously just guide them within the process of what's happening because I mean, it's not like you got a mask. I mean, you could have a mask on your face, but you, you can usually speak. Do you know what I mean? And you can, and they can kind of see a lot of what you do like and don't like from the way that you Yeah, don't fake it. And be 100. Too, and so again, Robert. Don't fake it. It, it doesn't have to be, I think when people talk about sexual communication, they like think about sex A, we're like pen and paper and in a classroom and all right, tell me what you like. No, 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 no. Yeah, I know that. But I'm just saying that like from a, like I'm giving you the examples as to why guys might not do that. Because I, like I said, it, it, it comes from a maturity of being able to be like, hey, I'm vulnerable. I'm in this position, blah, blah, blah. I, I, I like this. You like, like, you know, it comes from that position. And there's a lot of guys. So are you saying yeah, that most sure. men are not? For sure. But I think there is, there is a, a large population Whoa. of men That's a... who watch an extreme amount of pornography. So again, yeah. it stunts 
the sexual communication. Yeah, yeah which is look at that because right now I'm I'm talking to both of you guys and you guys are just hearing it from your perspective. And I'm just one guy. So I'm trying to make sure that I'm getting not just only mm-hmm. mine, but everybody else's perspective into it too. Yeah, I get because you. those are the ones that are important, you know, like my like my perspective is not like I like I said, I listen to podcasts where people are talking about, you know, sex or feelings or emotion. Like, you know, a, a lot of guys don't take their time out to do that. You know, that's a lot of growth. That's a lot of emotional growth. That's a lot of being like, okay, well, I don't know this about the opposite sex and I want to learn, you know? And some people don't want to do that. Some people just want to, you know, take the easy way out. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get where you're coming from. Okay. Anybody so, who's willing, and I'm going to say this, y'all can at me because I ain't got no social media. <laughs> 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 um, anybody who's not willing to show up for those conversations, no matter how big or how small, don't deserve to show up to have sex period period they just they don't if you're not mature enough to have a conversation mm-hmm. about that part of your body you're not allowed to use that part of your body that's just how it how it should go together i did want to ask you a question robert because you're talking about guys and how in the beginning of the conversation how like guys don't necessarily need to go through or want to go through that same um sexual growth that girls want to go through of like looking at your vagina and finding her to be a beautiful expensive rose guys don't necessarily need that could a benefit of maybe giving up pornography for guys I say giving up and I guarantee you like 19 people just turned their podcast off altogether because they were like give it up (laughs) 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 but could you say that a benefit of putting (laughs) porn on the back burner for however long could be that it would um give more value to those sexual moments that you do have with a girl because think about it if every night you could come home and just look at a vagina on your screen okay you see a vagina every day Versus, yeah, exactly. Whereas if you haven't seen one in a long time, you get desensitized you get around a vagina. You're like, "Ooh, all the things I'm about to do to this vagina." You know? What I mean? No, yeah, like, for sure, can... for sure. And I mean, like us as guys, we know that. That's why there's a such thing as like no nut, no no nut vote, no, no. I can't even talk. No <laughs> nut November, where it's like you know you aren't supposed to like. What's no nut like, November? Yeah, so it's supposed to be like oh, for the yeah, whole yeah, entire yeah. month. You're not supposed to like look at any part, mm-hmm. not masturbate, not do it, not supposed to, not supposed to do any of that. And the whole idea of it is that like we we know obviously that we're more productive when we don't, because like your mind is just not on it all the time. So then therefore, and I mean, it's in the actual like scientific experiment that like once you have that like release, then you can become a lot more lazy. Like you're not as productive, you're not as efficient. So the longer you go without it the more proficient you are. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think it needs to be no nut November. As really? A whole. I mean, I'm just, I'm just telling you that that's what it is. Well, I want to meet the guy who came up with no nut November and have a guys. conversation with him because <laughs> this is some bullshit because you need to yeah give up things that are destructive to the sexual process because let's be honest, for every time that you have good sex with somebody that you're in a relationship with, it makes you feel that much closer. Like sex be out here healing fights, be healing financial problems. Like we ain't got no money to go to the movies, but here's what we can do and it's going to be just as fun. So I don't understand the idea of like giving up nutting altogether i understand giving up porn and things that don't necessarily help progress you in life but continuing to have sex in a relationship where you guys are respectful to one another or whatever the case like uh-uh. stick with I no think change that, i stick think that that change. concept in general is like even a little bit more than just sex too though you know like it's, it's in terms of like being able to like you're like when you're doing it, you're supposed to be like working out you're supposed to be trying to get more healthy you're supposed to be like you know sex like is a workout well, sex I'm, by try- yourself, I'm, I'm explaining it to you Sex by yourself ain't a workout. It's a right hand workout. Uh uh. Sex 
by yourself is not a workout. Sex with another person is cardio. Yeah, for sure. But what, I, what I'm what I'm saying is it goes from like more than just like that whole concept is more than just sex in general. That's oh. what I'm saying. Yeah, there's more to it. Yeah. Like there's more more behind it. Yeah. And I, I think also besides whatever productivity may come from that, obviously the more that you have sex, the more desensitized to it you become. Do you know what I mean? So obviously if you're, if you whatever, have sex, let's say three times a week, but then the other four times of the week you're watching porn every day, you're just having sexual releases and sexual experiences every single day. And it just becomes something that's like normal and part of your routine so that when you go to have sex, it may not be as good as it would be if it was like more if there were more uh, variables restricted yeah. not restricted but do you know what I mean like if you only yeah like so if you only had the, the, the sex those three times uh, a week and then you didn't watch porn on the off days that you didn't have sex then when you had the sex it would feel a lot better especially just because like the hormones build up in your body, you know? And, like, when yeah. you haven't know, had sex for a while, tell me you're not hornier. So really <laughs> right? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, when you hold out, obviously, I think that's kind of also what No November is supposed to be for. So you hold out, and then whatever release you have after that is supposed to be, like, amazing okay. because you've been waiting so long uh, so for we, so one we, thing, we've, we've and finally all, like, here negatives. it is. That's pretty much all we've said so far is the negative. So no, there's been some do positives. We have, okay, so, okay, so what are some of the positives? For me, none. I gave it up, but you guys still have <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So we need to, like, go ahead and cover some, some of the positives. And I think for, like, guys, the positive is, is that, like, like I said, there isn't really a handbook on, like, oh, this is how you do this. So it does give you... Like when, of course, when you're at the right age and you're at the right time, it does give you like the visual aspect of like, okay, well, this is what this is in terms of like, this is what a sexual act is. And I, and exactly, well, yeah, that's it's, not, it's not, but like, like you said, there's but it isn't like, though, Robert. Life, that's still not know? how it goes. That's still not how it goes. I'll, I'll tell you as a woman, and yeah. I've been with more than one person in my life. So I, am able to tell the guys who learned sex from porn versus the guys who have learned sex from being in long-term relationships or at least sleeping with the same person for a long enough time to learn certain things about her body. There's a difference. So I think, again, a negative would be that it gives you a false sense of knowing what the hell you're doing because you watched it. You know, you can watch a tutorial on building a gate, but until you make it your business to keep building gate after gate after gate after gate, there's a lot of nuances you don't know about it. So uh, well, let's let's try another positive then. So for the, <laughs> the people who have like who have been together for a really long time and they are in the mundane and the everyday and they're starting to get bored, they can be used to spice yes. up. There we go. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think another positive too is just to save yourself the trouble of having to find someone when you're single as fuck. Cause like for me, I don't really like sleep around when I'm not in a relationship. So I may feel like I want to do something, okay. but I'm not going to go out there and seek some random person to go and do that with. Because first of all, you're putting yourself in danger. You don't know like what that person's history is. You don't, you don't know what they've been exposed to. And so, you know, having that, like a, like a it's kind mm-hmm. of like a, a form of escapism, you know, when you're single, mm-hmm, when you're single and you want to have that fantasy because you're single as yeah. hell and you want to do when it, then you can go bad. ahead and it's not all bad. It's, like, watch it's porn, understanding you know? what 
place you're in Mm -hmm. in your sexual journey whether or not you're ready to use it responsibly it's kind of like a car you know what I mean like you need to be at a place to where Mm -hmm. you know what you're doing not even just know what you're doing sexually but like know what you're doing in the way Mm -hmm. of how you're utilizing this particular thing you know I do think going with what Brittany said it is good to use as an alternative to something not so healthy kind of like you know a glass of wine at the right time you drink wine when you know you're not going to drive somewhere you're not going to get into a car accident etc cool treat yourself it can be used as a treat it just doesn't need to be your go-to source of pleasure and if you're single and you're at a place where you're like well it's always just kind of me in the room by myself I want to add some background noise or I want to nothing wrong with that whatsoever it can definitely be used that way I think the way that the mass population uses it is not so great so everything yeah everything in moderation um so India do you feel like there should be any like age restrictions or like or any further restrictions anything any type of restriction because you feel like it's being overused right i mean obviously you're supposed to be um you're supposed to be uh, older older, i guess to watch porn like i think some some of them ask you if you are sometimes yeah i don't think it would be possible there should be any further restrictions within that people or government or laws to create those restrictions i do think that we need to hold ourselves more accountable what kind of sexual partner do i want to be do i want to be ill-informed do i want to be distracted do i want to be the kind to compare what i've got going on to something else that i saw do i want to be able to fully and completely please my partner i think and having a large sense of accountability and awareness that will create the restrictions as needed. And so for me, again, my man is fine. He's got a nice body. He got everything that's needed. But when I realized that I'm like kind of comparing what we're doing to what I saw on TV, where he is absolutely not going to let me completely cover him in black plastic bags and put a gag in his mouth and poke a hole in his butt. <laughs> like none of these things are ever going to be able to happen. Okay, I need to take a step back and kind of mediate what kind of partner I want to be. So those kind of restrictions, I do think we need to put just on ourselves. So go ahead. But you know that comes. Hold on, that comes from a place of emotional uh, maturity for you to be able to say what kind of partner do I want to be. You know, place that accountability on yourself. But when you every, I think most people have begun watching porn when they're at a very young age like obviously before they're 18 so at that point they're not be able to make those emotional judgments of themselves and think about the repercussions of what's going to happen from this they just think that wow this looks great and this makes me feel good so then they get into the habit of doing it and then that transitions to them being an adult Fair, yeah. and having that same yeah, behavior because absolutely. i've been so doing this another for like to be the five years now sex and years that now. we have at school like it doesn't need to be this is a penis this is a vagina this is what it does i think we need to kind of take it a step further to talk about what's a healthy relationship what does a healthy relationship look like what's an unhealthy relationship how do you get out of an unhealthy mm-hmm. relationship when you're in a healthy relationship what are some of the ways that you express yourselves what does that look like i'm not saying you need to show these kids a porno but you do need to explain what an orgasm is what that feels like what does it do to you mentally what does it do to you emotionally what does what's a g-spot 
how do you get to it and make it a point to teach kids about sex from a here's how it should go standpoint as opposed to yeah because I, when it comes to sex yeah when it comes to sex ed, i feel like we're kind of what not to do a marker like here's a marker don't do it we don't tell you you can only draw on paper you can only draw on poster board don't put it on mommy's car we're just like here's a marker Let's kind of well, go further into detail. I, I personally, if I had yeah. a child and they were getting education, I would not want that that education coming from somebody, a teacher that I don't know. I'd rather be the oh, one providing that information. So I get yeah. it. Sex ed is not just taught in school. Yeah. Sex ed is the conversation you have with your parents at home, too. That's called yeah. sex ed as well. That's because I mean, a lot of parents don't have that conversation. And I think if you come from a household where you have both parents, it's important for both parents to show up to that conversation as a representation of what a healthy sex life looks like. Yeah, and I think that it should come from your parents and that when you go to school, you have, of course you're learning mm-hmm. about the anatomy and the background because your, your, your mom and dad might not know about that part, but they do know about having a healthy relationship and how you should react and all that stuff. So I think that's where that stuff should come from. But in terms of like them starting to do that inside schools, I don't know how I would feel about that because- Oh no, I get that. Yeah, if, 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 if this is Mr. Joe Schmo and he's trying to tell my kid, you know, like, and how, yeah. And then how far is he going to go to be like, Oh, I can what did you spot it? Like, you know, like it's just it gets, <laughs> like it gets well, real weird that. and lines get crossed. I'm that. not about that. I mm-hmm. agree. Sex ed again, just to put it out there to the rest <laughs> of the population. Sex yeah. ed is not just what kids talk about in or what kids are taught in school. It's also what the parents bring to their sexual knowledge, their education on sex. Yeah. So, I, my, especially yeah. Especially how when you're in like sex ed class in school, they kind of make it seem like it's a negative thing. Yeah, like there's a lot of not, what you not should that, not be right. doing because it's going to give you an STD and you're going to die. You know, they need to exactly don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. When it's like when you're a kid and you hear don't do it. What do you want to do? You want to go and do it. So I think that the conversation needs to be also switched around to be more of like a neutral or positive conversation because it's going to be uh, received a lot better by, you know, kids and they have questions too and when they're right. in sex ed telling so you don't that, have um, sex until you're married that's just not realistic you know and so when I'm, I mean obviously that's something that's a whole nother conversation that can go on for a long time but I just feel like it has to come from a more realistic neutral standpoint to where it's like this is not something that's bad this is something that's natural and it's it's going to happen in your life and like India said like this is maybe if someone's doing this okay. to you, maybe that's something that shouldn't happen especially if it's making you feel uncomfortable you know a, a, approach it from like a more realistic gotcha. standpoint than like just scientific like okay the penis goes in the vagina and then that's how right. you get pregnant and then if you get an std you're gonna go you're gonna die and don't have sex until you're married because that's all the things that they teach you when you're in sex ed they don't teach you the realistic aspects of it you know what when to draw the line in terms of like that's a this good is point yeah so maybe something that i didn't consent, consent to school. and this is something that's still happening that's a good you point. know so yeah. mm-hmm this should go over a lot of things, you know, because you obviously we have all gone through grade school and they don't teach you how to be a, a human. They teach you algebra and calculus and how to read and they don't teach you what actually happens when you're an adult. And sex ed was supposed to be one of those classes that help you to for when you're making that transition transition yeah. into adulthood. 
but they left out all the real parts of it and just left the scientific parts and obviously I understand that there is um a fine line of what they can discuss in school because you don't want to draw the line and go too far and maybe have the conversation become something that's inappropriate but that's when the parents have to step in and answer those questions and not make porn or sex seem like it's a negative thing because growing up we all thought that porn was like oh my god if you watch porn like you're disgusting like that's so bad for you to do like you're gonna be grounded this and that and it's like it shouldn't come from a place of negativity because it's only gonna foster curiosity you know it has to be like okay I understand that you watched it that's something that it's for adults but I'm gonna explain to you what happened in it and you're not in trouble for it because it's just curiosity we all did it it's a natural part of what's required for a human being to live. Like it's going to happen. And so it has to come from either a neutral or a positive place, not a negative place. You're asking for people like in terms of like parents to give up their power to the school to have those types of conversations. Yeah, no, I get it. I get that. Not really, because they're they're having having sex ed anyways, Robert. Sex ed is a part of your curriculum. That is the point as to where, you know, this is this is. Yeah, but that's what I just said. I said uh, they have to. It runs a fine line of what's appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, I don't. And the inappropriate part is what the parents need to talk about. I think that that we want to happen happening in schools. That's what I'm saying. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, we're just kind of talking about a perfect world. Yeah. But I, what I personally would love to see would be instead of them just sending home that letter that says, we're going to be talking about sex ed this week in India's fifth grade class. I think it would be a good idea for them to send what they want to talk about. You know what I mean? Kind of like a bullet point fashion. Like we're going to talk about what consent is and then a little blurb about consent. We're going to talk about the anatomy, what parts we're going to talk about and describe that in detail. We're going to explain, you know, what pubic hair is and what sexual maturity is and and what pregnancy is, et cetera, et cetera. I think it'd be a good idea for them to send not necessarily a script, but a breakdown of what they're going to talk about so that parents are able to kind of work hand in hand with teachers to then give you the real world knowledge. So um, going back to what Brittany said about pornography and being taught about it, fun fact, my, and Robert, you met my mom. My mom is a very hood female. She is, uh, <laughs> she has lived her life. She has a lot of street knowledge, as does my dad. And believe it or not, when my mom and I had the sex talk, she told me what pornography was. And she never explained it to me as something that was gross or bad, ever. She's never made it seem like there was anything wrong with watching it. She did have the moderation conversation with me of anything in um, done, you know, without moderation can become a not so great idea. And that could be why my thought processes are the way that they are now. Um, but my mom has like seen porn on my computer as a teenage girl and she was never mm-hmm. like, you know, freaking out. Oh, it's gross. She never a very healthy relationship with sex so much so that when I thought I was ready to lose my virginity I'm gonna put his name out there his name was Julian Miller or something like that. yeah Miller or Oliver or something like that I went home to my mom I was like mom okay first and last name and my mom did not freak out she said okay why what makes you want to have sex with him and I was like um 
he's got really nice hair because granted i was 16 and a nice haircut was what i thought would make me want to be with somebody for the rest of my life so i told my mom he's got really nice hair and he drives a really cool red honda accord mom and she's like okay great what do you like about him because once you have sex with somebody after julian however many people you have sex with is however many people you have sex with but as a woman there's this sentimental attachment to the first person that you have sex with normally and if you don't have that sentimental attachment that's okay too but just be prepared for that so if you were to sleep with julian and things didn't go the way you wanted what would you at least be able to take away from it like okay things didn't work out but here here are the things that i really cared about about him and i was like um I guess if he's still driving his red Honda Accord, there's that. (laughs) So my mom looked at me and said, well, do you love him? And I was like, well, um, granted I'm 16. So I don't, I don't really know what love is. And she was like, well, if you don't know what love is and you don't think you're in love with him, is that somebody that you want to have sex with? And I was like, well, and then she had the conversation with me about what sex is and the relationship in the confines of a relationship where you love somebody and by the end of that conversation and my mom never told me I couldn't she never told me I shouldn't she never told me she thought it was a bad idea by the end of the conversation I actually called Julie and broke up with him because I didn't actually like him (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing that she had that conversation with you and she didn't tell you what to do I Mm -hmm. I, because obviously parents are afraid of their kids to get into anything that could be harmful for them so for her to leave that decision up to you and the reason that you followed through with it was because it was your decision no one told you what to do a lot of parents aren't able to do that because Mm -hmm. I whether they're not emotionally mature enough to have that conversation or they're just so afraid of something bad happening but wow like props Mm -hmm. to your mom for having that conversation I never talked to my mom about sex until like recently like as an adult Mm -hmm. and it was it was obviously not even an in-depth conversation it's just like breezing over it but yeah I never I never had a sex talk it was just I don't even know what made me not want to do it other than just I felt like I that's good that's I don't know I just just, I was like I thought it was something special and I wanted to hang on special you know what I mean so you care about somebody so Mm -hmm. how those conversations are had with us about sex really shape how we yeah. go into the sexual world and so maybe that's maybe there's something to tie all that kind of together those who overindulge in porn those who aren't necessarily good lovers yeah. those who don't understand how things should work maybe it's all from you know way back yeah I don't know. I've, had, I've had conversations about it but it was never like just like Brandon said never anything in depth mm-hmm. but I mean me and John yeah are very right private yeah when it comes down to people who I'm talking yeah. to things that I'm like you know it's just not I'm not one of those people to be like I'm out here, like, you know. Yeah. But I guess I have one one last question, and my question would be like, so we talked about porn and like the act of it and all that stuff. But are the people responsible? So the people who are in the pornos, the actors, are they responsible for the message that is being given out to other people? Like, you know, because you know how people are like, oh, Rihanna, she's responsible for that music that she be putting out, so she needs to be like, you know. So is it still is it that same thing? You know, Brittany, why don't you answer that first? I'm curious about what you think. Um, so I think no, because if they have already kind of decided, like as a porn star to put yourself in that position, I think they already have a very, maybe open view about sex. And it's honestly not their responsibility to be a role model for anyone. That's not what their job is. 
Um, I don't really think it's anyone's job to be anyone's role model besides your parents and the people that you bring around you. Um, so no, I, I don't think it's their responsibility. And I don't even think that's a thought process that they have when they're going into it, because <laughs> if someone's searching for porn, they're searching for porn. It, they're not right. searching for morality or how to, how to behave, you know, right. how to behave ethically. They're, they're coming there for what the do you reason think, that they want to get off. So, yeah, I would, you I know, would absolutely agree, not. I mean, it's not their responsibility at all. Like, some people are like, oh, well, you know, obviously if there was no actors, there would be no porn. So then therefore, you know, but it's like people have jobs. But there would always be, no, 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 no. But okay, yeah. so not all porn stars, not all people in porn, let me not say porn stars, are actors. There are people, couples, real couples who upload, you know, their videos online and that becomes porn. So, what you know, there's always going to be something like that, even if the job of being a porn actor, porn yeah. star does not yeah. exist, porn will always exist on some level. Because the internet will always exist. And there's always magazines and there's always DVDs, VHS, whatever. I do not think it's their responsibility. I don't know if this is like, I have a, okay, get my thoughts together. So I don't know if I'm just now realizing this because I'm getting older or if this is a new thing. People seem to want to put the responsibility of holding themselves accountable and their actions on somebody else. Everybody seems to, you know, like Nicki Minaj shouldn't cuss in her music because it teaches Johnny to go to Mm -hmm. school and say pussy. Mm -hmm. Well, you're Johnny's mom. And if you would have taught Johnny that pussy was a bad word, Johnny wouldn't say pussy or he would and he'd get in trouble. It's not Nicki Minaj's Mm -hmm. job to raise your child. And so I feel the same way about pornography. It's nobody period point blank unless you are that person's parent Mm -hmm. it is nobody's responsibility to give you any knowledge nuggets period even down to a teacher because at the end of the day if your parents really care about your education what they will teach you will be in the home because teachers don't just you don't just go to school and sit there and you do the math problems and you come home and you know it your parents continuing to drive that information home for you is what really develops your brain so it's nobody's responsibility to be responsible for anything that you do, whether they're making wild, crazy porn, again, unicorns in the ass or regular mundane. We love each other kisses porn like it's at a certain point, you're an adult, you're responsible for yourself until then your parents are responsible for you. But I guess maybe if your parents are porn stars, then they're responsible. But that's that's the only how. (laughs) That's it. And obviously, all parents have a different idea about it. So yeah, if your parents are the porn stars, they may like not care what you learn about it. And that's why we have so many different people in the world, because we have people who are having different parents, you know, your product of your environment and what's around you and who you come from. So, you know, we're going to end up with parents that don't care about their kid watching porn it's a normal thing everyone's gonna do it whatever and then you're gonna have your parents who are gonna monitor what you watch online and they're gonna like be going through your google history and all that shit so you know raise your kid however yeah, you think you sure. should so I think but they, you gotta be responsible for that um that reality after all right so i think some of the important things that you any, like you know any of our listeners should take from this conversation is that you need to have that conversation you need to 
both, you know, both partners who are, I mean, I, I guess if, it only matters if you're planning on being in a loving relationship. I mean, if you're in a one night stand, just like India said, do your thing, you know, do your thing. It is, you, you're there for one thing and one thing only. If you are planning on being in that loving, caring relationship, you need to have that conversation. You need to understand your partner and, you know, your guys' wants and needs. And it doesn't need to have to, it doesn't have to be like a, let's sit on a couch and have some tea and talk about it. Like, you know, it can be in the moment and it can be fun and it can be spicy and it doesn't have to be lame. And as a guy, we have to make sure that like that whole idea of vulnerability does not hold us back and that you are, you know, taking that time for the person that you care about. Yeah, and just attack your vulnerability. Find out why, have a conversation with yourself where you don't lie to yourself and ask yourself honestly, why am I watching porn? What is my goal when I watch porn? With one caveat, you are not allowed to say to yourself to get off. You're not allowed to use that as an answer. And in finding out why you're watching porn, try to use substitutions time with yourself more time paying attention to your partner just see what it brings you it's not gonna hurt so just have the conversation i'm not saying don't turn your podcast off i'm not saying don't don't watch porn i'm just saying maybe figure out why you watch it yeah and in addition to what you guys have said i think something to consider is how does porn make you feel after the right fact? because Mm-hmm. Because you obviously go there because you want to get mm-hmm. off, you know, but after you get off, are you disgusted with yourself? Do you feel fine? Are you able to go and be normal? Or is that something that you think yeah. about and you feel bad about and you want to hide about you want to hide right. from people um, that little secret that you have? So, you know, I don't think porn is right. a bad thing at all. But I think that anything can be bad if it's not in moderation, if it's not for the right mm-hmm. reasons. So if you are leaving that situation feeling not good about yourself or not good about what you did maybe there's some introspection that can be done on you know a personal level all right guys well that's it for this week's episode of r&b podcast thank you so much for listening thank you to india for joining us again um make sure that you guys go onto apple Podcasts and spotify and give us a five-star review make sure you tell your friends about us and help us grow and if you guys want to find us on instagram we are at the official underscore rnb and my instagram is brvtt mine is rob bates r-o-b-b-a-t-e-s-s India don't got no social media. So I think there's like a page out there somewhere, but I'm not going to shout it out because you're going to request to follow me and I'm never going to answer. And you're going to think I'm a bitch and I'm not. I'm just not on it. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Okay. (laughs) Well, I I really um, am glad that we got to have this conversation because this is something that we've been wanting to do since India was on the podcast last time. And I think it was a very informative conversation. And I hope that you guys take something positive. Absolutely. From Before we sign off, can I challenge you, Britt or Rob, to go without <laughs> porn for the next six months and just see what happens? And we'll follow up on it later. Six months is a long ass time. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, um, like okay. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can so do it. I would just like, April. to do it, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So April, what May, June, July, August, September, October yeah, would be. It, it'd like be great for you to try, Britt, because you're in a relationship, and maybe you can see if it changes certain things about your relationship or not. That's oh, true. Yeah. Okay. All right. Remember, y'all. She said yeah. she was going to do it. It's April twenty first. <laughs> I know, right? At approximately five p.m. <laughs> we shall reconvene in October. <laughs> 
we'll we'll bring India back and we'll have this conversation again and compare the two. How about that? All right, guys. I'll see you later. Bye.